0: Welcome again, everybody, to the Disney Film Project podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about the films of the Walt Disney Company. You knew that. That's why you downloaded it, and we appreciate the fact that you did so. Uh, I am Ryan Kilpatrick, and along with these folks, we run DisneyFilmProject.com, where you can see all about the films of the Walt Disney Company, from the earliest shorts to the latest theatrical releases. Uh, We try to cover every bit of Disney film over at DisneyFilmProject.com. Joining me, as always, we have our wonderful film experts. I have deemed them such, and thus they are. Uh, we have Mr. Todd Perlmutter, who's a blogger over at touringplans.com. He's chief technical officer at DisneyDrivenLife.com. He is working it on the go at com, also in some sort of technical capacity. And I believe he is also a tour. That's what I'm going to say.
1: A raconteur. All right.
0: Man about town, you know. Yeah,
1: shuffling my feet, moving down smoothly. Is what, I understand. This, yeah, that's what I'm saying.
0: Also joining us, we have Miss Brianna Alessio, who you can find over at Adventures of Bri at Adventures Miss Bree, how are you this evening?
2: Mister Ryan, I am fantastic. How are you doing?
0: I, I'm doing great. We've both been dodging tornadoes, so it's it's good that we are both here and in one piece.
2: Yes, thanks to heavens.
0: Indeed. Also, of course, we have our wonderful producer, Miss Cheryl Perlmutter, who you can find at about.me/CherylP3, and from time to time, also at ontheGoInMCO.com. Miss Cheryl, how are you?
3: I'm doing good.
0: Doing good, and and ready to talk about, about. I believe this is one of your one of your picks, was it not for our for our uh, review?
3: I believe Bree and I both agreed that this movie is awesome. It is so awesome,
2: more so than the first one.
3: Fair enough. Fair enough. We are
0: talking about National Treasure Book of Secrets, the shorthand for that being National Treasure 2, um, which it's noted on the DVD, I believe. Yeah, but in, yeah. in theaters, it was not that. Correct. Yes. And to be fair, it was Todd Perlmutter that pointed that out to me mere moments ago before we started talking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'll take that credit. Uh, you, you deserve it.
0: So Nicolas Cage returns as Benjamin Gates, the treasure hunter or treasure protector, if you follow his original national treasure phrasing, I guess is what you'd call it. (laughs) And the the majority of the cast returns from the first film. We add uh, a little bit extra with Miss Helen Mirren joining the cast as Ben's mother and Ed Harris as the villain. So it's, it's just like any Hollywood sequel these days. We get the original actors to come back, pay them a obscene amount of money, and then we get two, new, two or three new people to add and make the cast incredibly unwieldy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: It does have a lot going on in it, and it is a long movie. It, it is indeed. It is
0: indeed. I, I have to agree, though, with, with Bree that it is better than the first.
1: It, it is. Um, critics don't think so, but the audience does.
0: Yes, which I don't understand, because I think if you'll go back and listen to our review of National Treasure, like, I thought it was fine, but not that great, whereas I think this one is pretty good.
2: Well, whereas you have the critics versus the audience, we're a critical audience, so we're special and an exception to Google. Yes. And well, people
1: are critical of us, so it's all good.
2: That's yeah,
0: right. It all comes full circle. It all that's works right. out. Exactly.
2: Yeah.
1: Plus, you have to remember, like Nicolas Cage is like a license to print money when it comes to movies.
0: Um, the makers of Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance would like to discuss that, that uh, particular phrase with you.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, except for those, those Marvel movies, yes. Um, the makers of Season
0: of the Witch would like to
1: have a discussion with you as well. For the, for the most part, though, he is. <laughs> you are correct, sir. Yeah. I, I mean, this, this movie um, didn't just outgross the first – it it outgrossed it in 38 days was the number that I found that's right no
0: this was a huge success I mean they, yeah. made, they made a lot of money I think more so than Nicholas Cage being a license to print money I think Jerry Bruckheimer for the most part is a license to print money because that the too, movies yes. he's making for Disney uh, tend to make a lot of moolah Indeed. Yes. And and you know why I think that this one was better than the first one I know why because the Pirates guys helped helped write it, or develop the story, at least. Oh,
2: that's right. Okay, that makes sense.
0: Terry Rossio and Ted Elliott, who uh, wrote the first Pirates film, as well as the second and third, they somewhat collaborated on the fourth, and they are working on Lone Ranger, which will be out later this year. Yay! Uh, it helped with the story for National Treasure, Book of Secrets.
2: I was it actually is- really surprised to see that Hans Zimmer didn't have anything to do with the music it was a man by the name of trevor laban
0: well that's that's kind of Hans zimmer's like mo isn't it like he like on the first pirates he came in and he he kind of oversaw the music but he didn't actually do the score and then the, the then he came back after it was a huge hit i think he just kind of picks and chooses i don't know
2: yeah it just sounded kind of like his forte
0: yeah it definitely does yeah all right. So, if you recall, the first National Treasure movie, Todd or Brie, you guys want to give a, a brief summary of the first National Treasure film for for the so we can catch everybody up on on who these characters are.
2: Yeah, I Todd,
1: think, do it. Oh, I was going to say my fingers against my nose, so it's all Brie.
2: No, I had, <laughs> I did it first. Go. So. <laughs> no. Actually, right. um,
3: can I try? Go for yeah. it. Go ahead. Yeah. In National Treasure One, Ben Gates was was. On a mission to find out if there was a map on the back of the Constitution. And so he goes through his exploits um, with a known terrorist named Ian, who is his financial backer. And they kidnap the father. So that when we meet the father, they run into Agent Sadosky. And then they go in and they say, Wait, they, these guys are gonna gonna steal the steal the the decoration. We can't have that. This kid decides to steal it himself. Mia's managed to do so with the help of the lovely Abigail and then unfortunately they he get they got they get caught. And they make a deal that Ian will help them as long as they help Ian find the treasure, which they do, and then they man at the at one of the clue rooms at they manage to trick him into going to Boston while they go off and find the treasure, they do find actually that you know there was a treasure buried somewhere in Philadelphia, I think. And um, Ian gets arrested arrested back in Boston. And we see um, Abigail and Ben buying a house.
0: Yes, which is very important in the opening of this book. Or this, this film, rather.
3: Well, actually, there was going to be a movie made regarding the house. Oh? Yes. So one of the possible movies they were going to make was that there was going to be a secret for the house. The house was itself was going to have some hino- historical significance. And they were going to spend a movie doing doing um, doing um a movie about the house. Oh. Alright. Hmm. That's why I'd heard at some point. Finding out my, my research about these movies. But I think, I think they all thought we don't need another... <laughs> we don't need this to be a terror flick, folks.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not a gothic horror movie.
3: No. I also also think that the one location of having this one house would have caused them a problem too.
1: Besides that it's already been done. Yes, house exactly. house in house too, right? Oh, the <laughs> the the house
0: the house of horrors movie is a, it's it's practically a genre. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But but we're get we're we're off track, because there, we could recommend I could recommend many house of horror films that would be great. But this is National Treasure Two: Book of Secrets, and it opens with uh, the Civil War, so we dun, go back. Sorry, to 1865, four days after the end of the Civil War. Yes, and we see uh, you know the carriages going through the streets, and you know very high production value. I would like to say for for these films as Jerry Bruckers want to do.
1: Yeah. He, well, he likes to throw in a little bit of history into all his movies and he always, that piece always looks really well set for the genre that it's in. Absolutely. I
0: completely agree. And so this is, this looks really great. And we have, uh, two men that approach, uh, who we, a man who we find out is Thomas Gates and his son in a pub, basically, and ask him to, decode unco- a cipher that is written in a book that they yes. hand. so one of the men uh, tells the other you know it's, it's about time go ahead and sends him you know out the door and we find out that the person that was sent out the door is John Wilkes Booth who is walking across the street to assassinate President Lincoln so if you're familiar at all with the Lincoln assassination like I am and kind of read a lot of books about it, it this was kind of cool for me I really enjoyed that part not the shooting President Lincoln part, just the fact that you know that it was represented on film. That was kind of neat because they got the details of it right: of Booth walking in, shooting Lincoln, jumping down, and then yelling six Six Semper Tyrannis," thus always to tyrants uh, after the assassination. Uh, Thomas, once he hears once somebody comes in and you know basically says this is what happened, uh, realizes that these men were traitors and that the cipher they are trying to do is. Is something that is traitorous. He re- he finds that they are knights of the Golden Circle because the the man across from him is wearing a a pin that represents that. He so rather than decode the cipher, uh, Thomas tears the pages from the diary and tosses them into a fire. Uh, and the man who who was with him shoots him and manages to save one one page from the fireplace and runs off.
1: Yeah, this this is uh, interesting stuff too because. You know, I so we did this with the uh, last National treasure where I kind of like threw in some bits about like what was what was go- going on, you know, how it fit into the actual history, that kind of stuff. Yes, please. Um, yeah, so, um, well, the type of cipher was a Playfair cipher, which they explain a little bit later on in the movie. But basically, it's that each each uh, word each word has been co- encoded with two le- in two letter pairs, and so you have to decode it. And there's a cipher that's based on the number of lines. Okay, so because there's five lines, they know it's a five letter word, okay, and they have to figure out what the five letter word is and um when booth hands in the 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 book, which we learned is booth's famous diary that is actually like really a thing, which we'll get to in a second, um inside of it it says the debt that all men pay, right, so that's actually the key to the cipher, which you find out later on in the movie, but Thomas Gates apparently figures it out very quickly as opposed to um Everything else that's going on, so it's it's just very very interesting. Now the, the Knights of the Golden Circle we also get explained to us is um is a, a group of uh, men in the South who were trying to annex this what's called this Golden Circle of slave states, okay? And what they want to do is they want the United States to annex Mexico, Central America, and all of the Caribbean, and that would become the, just this area of slavery so that the south figured, well, if the north doesn't want us then the south, will move even further south. That's what was going on.
0: That, that, having grown up in the south, I can say that does seem like typical southern logic.
1: Yeah, I, I, so it, and that's what was going on. Of course, they were, um, they were never taken quite seriously by the rest of the south.
0: It, and I can understand that as well.
1: <laughs> now, here's the fun part. In the real Booth's diary, in the real world, there are actually eighteen missing pages.
0: It would not surprise me a bit, if, okay. uh, knowing Jerry Bruckheimer, if he insisted on that when he read the
1: script. Yeah. So, th- and they've never ever been found. So it's very very interesting that um, they worked it into the movie like this, where one of the pages was found.
0: It does not surprise me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You may continue.
0: I will do that because, as you said, they, they – he, he mentions his dying words to Charles, his son, who's sitting next to him, is the debt that all men pay, right? And so we kind of shift to modern day where Nicholas Cage's character, Benjamin Gates, is there with his father, played by John Voight, uh, and is telling this story at a conference and – Right in the middle of that, Ed Harris's character, whose name is Mitch Wilkinson, stands up and says, I actually have the diary page, one of the pages from the diary, and it lists Thomas Gates as a conspirator in this conspiracy to kill John Wilkes Booth. And, of course, this causes a great uproar. They start looking through the actual uh, page and looking at it, and it does fit into the diary. It is a real page. And so all of a sudden, Thomas Gates is quote unquote revealed as the mastermind behind the conspiracy to kill Lincoln. Right. Well, the, course,
1: the reason for this is because the word in Latin that's after his name is "artifacts," which means master. Right. When it's not with any yes. other word, when it's when it's with another word, it's an adjective. Okay. That means skilled or masterful. And if you remember when you were, when you could see the whole page in the beginning, it actually had another word written after it. That is okay, correct. right. And that other word was – I don't even know how to pronounce it – but enigmanatum or something like that, which is an enigma, right? So he's a, he's a master at puzzles is what it's supposed to say. So when you put together the two words, you end up with master puzzler or master of puzzles, right? So he's somebody who's just skilled at puzzles, or which is why Booth came to him in the first place, okay? Right. But because the second word was missing – when they're looking at the page, it, they only see the one word, which by itself means master, so they thought he was the guy in charge.
0: Yes, and this is, this is quite a problem for Ben and Patrick Gates uh, because, of course, they don't want their grandfather or ancestor, I should say at this point, uh, to be accused of this crime right? because they know that he was, not, he was an honorable person. So that was, that was an issue. For them, right, and they they set out to determine how they can clear Thomas's name, right. But meanwhile, this is going all over, you know, all over the internet and everywhere. Uh, at which point, we get the chance to catch up with Riley from the first film. Yay! How did I know that was your favorite character, Bree?
2: No, he's hilarious. Oh my goodness, <laughs> he's just so funny. He's not my favorite character, though. He's not. No, Helen Mirren's character is.
0: Ah, that that I can understand completely. Yeah,
2: I mean she's Helen Mirren.
0: Clearly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Riley, if you if you recall from the first movie, was uh, in the game with Ben, right? He was a treasure hunter slash treasure protector, and he ended up taking some of the treasure that they found, the Templar treasure, and as we see here has written a book about it and at the end remember at the end of the first film he drove off in a red Ferrari, you know, he was he was doing quite well for himself. What we find out here is he his Ferrari gets towed as he is at a book signing where everyone mistakes him for Ben Gates because they know that Ben Gates found the treasure and poor Riley can't can't get much going for himself because his car gets towed, the IRS impounds it, he has no money he runs into ben who asks for his help to help clear thomas's name which is you know neither of them have much of a choice at that point
1: correct well this is the whole so we now we've had the entire plot for the movie laid out for us right did you have two sets of protagonists right one is the guy who brought the the book page forward right yes and the and the other one is ben and his crew right and what's going on is ben has to clear his name like you said and the other guy, he's setting out to make his family as famous as the Gates family is. That's his real goal here. Correct. Right. So, and that's literally the whole, the whole backbone to the plot of the movie.
0: Right. And so in that way, like for me, when I was watching it at this point, I was sort of disappointed because it's the same exact plot as National Treasure 1. The difference being they're both chasing the fame instead of the treasure necessarily – but it's the two groups of people competing against each other uh and as we'll see as we as the movie goes on you know the the bad guy is using Ben to find the treasure so it's the same thing
1: yes and right it's true i just i agree with that yeah,
2: yeah.
1: it's still better though it it most certainly
0: is because <laughs> The difference is like – and and here's what I think the reason for that, why it is better. The first movie spends a lot of time worrying about the conflict between Ben and – I forget Sean Bean's character's name, but the the bad guy. Ian, thank you. Uh, It spends a lot of time worried about the conflict between the two of them and the race between the two of them to figure this out. While that's in this one – it's less important like Ben's motivation and they make this clear is to clear his father's name, not to beat the other guy.
2: Right. Right.
1: He, he actually pretty much doesn't care if he actually gets the treasure, but you know, that'd be a plus two.
0: Right. So I think like his, his motivation, as we have talked about goals, motivation and conflict before is much clearer in this than it was in the first film.
2: I was just going to say, same exact thing. get out of my head. (laughs) Yeah, I totally
0: agree. Yeah, so I like I like that part of it. Uh, our friend Agent Sadusky that Cheryl mentioned earlier also pops up around this time frame and uh, is sees what's going on, and the fact that you know this this guy Mitch Wilkinson has come forward and finds it very strange that somebody would come forward this many years later to figure out you know that Thomas Gates was. A person who was involved in the conspiracy. So he's definitely suspicious because he and Ben are friendly from the end of the last film.
3: Also, he's suspicious because um, the Rich Wilkinson was not in the history game; he was in, like an antiquities dealer, and like
1: they don't find yeah. out until later. But yeah, at this no, point, he tells his people, "Who's this guy we're talking about?" Which that's is right,
0: and they later find out he's a black market. Uh, like you said antiquities dealer so and,
1: and mercenary
0: <laughs> of course <laughs> so this is when we have the the plot point that I dislike the most come into the film which is Ben and Riley have to go to Ben's giant house that we saw at the end of the first film to try and get uh, his girlfriend Abigail's
3: his badge. wife badge no they're not married
0: no they're not married yeah
3: oh okay I thought they were married.
0: Nope. No, no. Sadly. So they were trying to get Ben – they were living in the house together, but they weren't married. When they, were, they had now broken up, as Ben revealed to Riley. And Ben needs to get Abigail's ID badge so that he can use some of her equipment to scan the – or to get access to uh, the diary page, which has been turned over to the federal authorities. So right. they have to break in – to Ben's own house and that's what he needed Riley for unfortunately Abigail comes back she's been on a date with uh, I can't remember that guy's name but I just know he's Phil Dunphy from Modern Family
1: I, I just like that they keep referring to him as White House guy until the, cause they give his name way later on in the movie <laughs> for the first time I'm pretty sure they don't give it until much later until the scene that he's in later on so until this point he's just a White House guy because that's the only way they refer to him yes <laughs> It's true.
0: I just kept calling him Phil Dunphy. That's fair. <laughs> I, I think it is. Me too. <laughs> so Ben and Abigail, of course, have to have it out and he pleads with her to help him. So my problem is like the conflict between the two of them and whether or not she's going to help him and all that sort of thing, I think it's resolved in like five minutes. Like yeah.
1: He bribes her with, with end tables.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But then by the time they get to her office to look at the diary page, like, the conflict between the two of them is basically over at that point.
1: Pretty much. It it didn't seem like there was much to their actual argument.
0: Right. So, So then what was the point of having them be fighting, I guess is my question. Like, I guess they were trying to add that element of romance that they had from the first one, of the two of them falling in love, but they didn't really do that, so... It just seemed I think, it, it was odd.
2: I think it still could have been a great film if they had cut out the fact that there was conflict. I mean, he still could have worked in uh, Ty Burrell's character somehow. But like, you know, starting out with him saying, "Yeah, Abigail kicked me out," yada yada. You know, I think they could have kept their relationship part of the story and still made it good.
1: But their relationship was part of the story. That's the weird thing about it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it
2: it was just
0: a weird. It, it it was one of those things that you feel like they go, okay, what boxes do we have to check from the original film? And it was, right. oh, let's check this one of having this romance, you know, rekindling thing going on. So the only way to do that's break them up at the beginning of the movie.
1: Yeah, but then they talk about mud.
0: They do talk about Samuel Mud. They yes.
1: do. Yes, who, as he points out, is the was the co-conspirator to uh, John Wilkes Booth. It's it's true. Yes,
0: but the, the, they look at the diary page and manage to see that there are smudges on the back of the page that uh, come from the original cipher that Thomas Gates was doing. Uh, manage to figure out what that cipher is. Get the, get those letters, but they can't figure out what the key is. They go back to uh, Thomas. Gates or Ben Gates is rather uh, house that he is sharing with his father because he got kicked out of his, his house. And they finally are able to figure out based on the dying words of Thomas Gates, the death that all men pay that death, the word death is the key to the cipher. And they figure out that the cipher says laba lady, which is a term for the statue of Liberty. And they quickly come to the decision that that means not the statue of Liberty in New York, nor the replica in Las Vegas, which is where I would have gone. I would have immediately investigated Las Vegas personally.
3: <laughs> All right. Yeah. Then we went down. Nicholas Cage.
1: One of Nicholas Cage's other movies. That's it's true. I right. Vegas. So here, here's an interesting thing. So they only have part of the cipher that they're decoding right now. But if you, there are people who went back and used it to decode the rest of the sentence that was in the uh, book when we see it in the beginning. Right, so the full quote would be "La Boule Lady" will lead to Cibola, Temple of Gold. So they actually, the full, they didn't actually need the whole other thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's just because they didn't have that second half of the sentence, they had to go through all the other stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't get that either. But, but where, where they end up instead is the scale model of the Statue of Liberty, which is in Paris. Yes. I did not understand why they didn't go to the one in New York.
1: Oh, he, he mentions it. So it's because La Boulaye only ref, didn't refer to the Statue of Liberty as his, in New York as his lady. He referred to the one that he donated to France as his lady.
0: Right. No, I, under, I got that part of it. I'm just like from a, um, a scenery standpoint or from an adventure setting sort of standpoint I guess I should say. Like if you're going to use the Statue of Liberty –
3: yeah, we've had to pay too much money, Ryan. Uh you're probably right about that.
1: Yeah. Besides, I forgot to mention there's a Statue of Liberty here in Orlando. Not by <laughs> There La is? Boulaye, yeah, not by La Boulay though. Yeah, there actually is.
0: So we can add that to the Vegas one? Yeah. Okay.
2: Nice.
1: Nice. What do you want.
0: Yeah. So they make a completely pointless trip to France. I'm just saying, we have, we have one here that's, that's twice, three times, ten times the size. I mean, you know, it, it is America. Bigger is better.
1: Well, just but they needed, they needed the message that was on the one in France. But if it's a scale
0: replica, how do you know it's not on the one in New York? That's right.
1: Um, because it would be bigger and we'd be able to read it without an RC helicopter.
2: <laughs> Y'all give me two hours. It's two hours away from me. I will go check and then come back and let you guys know.
1: Can't you just right. like, get a telescope or something?
2: No, not from where I am. <laughs>
1: oh. She'd That'd have be to cool, get though. really, really high.
2: Yes. Which is impossible because I'm 5'1". Yeah, there you go. So. Yeah. But
0: anyway, so I, the inscription on this scale model Statue of Liberty, as Todd says, is read by Riley through an RC helicopter that he flies over to the scale model Statue of Liberty – Uh, while two french cops harass Nicolas cage which well actually he smooth talks (laughs) them yes did anybody flash back to the scene on the dock between johnny depp and the two
1: british guards when they were watching that it's very similar it really is because he like befuddles them and catches them off guard and then they're his best friend I i don't understand that either
0: yeah it was it's the same story device. I mean and you know, the fact that Elliot and Rossio worked on this movie, I'm like, hmm, interesting. Okay. Yeah.
2: Right.
1: So here's here's an interesting thing, right? So this statue, by the way, right, was actually given to this by La Boulaye, to the city of Paris, right, in eighteen eighty nine. Okay. Right. So we have to think about this, right? We're we're already like in eighteen eighty nine you're nineteen years past the end of the civil war? Okay, and that's – and it, later on it gets even more confusing because like the thing with the that we're about to talk about is only 15 years after the, the end of the Civil War. And people are laying clues for the Confederacy that's gone 15 to 20 years after.
0: I don't see what your problem is.
1: I, I don't know.
3: <laughs> I guess they were hoping for an uprising.
1: Hoping for an uprising. Well – so I mean, sort of, but we'll save we'll save that discussion for when they have that discussion in the movie. So there you go. Yeah,
0: yeah. There it's true. They were actually sort of hoping for that. Interesting. So the the, the inscription basically points to the two resolute desks. Yes. So if you're not familiar with what those are, they are two desks made from the wreckage. Of the HMS Resolute, Her Majesty's uh Resolute, the ship. Uh the ship was I don't know, uh it it was an Arctic exploration ship?
1: Yeah, it was an icebreaker, um of the of the time, so Okay. There we go. Yeah.
0: yeah. So the most famous of this is the one that's in the Oval Office. Right? The president sits at the resolute desk. Um most most presidents sit at the resolute desk. Well, the President gets
1: of- to the- President gets yeah. to choose his desk. Not all of them have used it.
0: Oh, okay, very true. So, all of them since Carter have used it. Yes. Uh, there is a duplicate of that desk in Buckingham Palace, right? So the other Resolute desk is in Buckingham Palace. So because of the fact that. Uh, they are in France. They decide to investigate the first one in Buckingham Palace before going to the Oval Office, because the inscription says both desks have a piece of the puzzle that they need to find Cibola, the City of Gold. Yeah. So they go to Buckingham Palace to investigate the Resolute Desk in the Queen's Chambers, and as usual Ben and Riley come up with this elaborate plan as to how they're going to get into Buckingham Palace.
3: So... In Abigail's dumbness, I'm gonna use that word. Whatever. <laughs> Fair enough. She manages to let Mitch overhear her talking about La Blaise lady. Yes. Oh yeah. And that was he manages to figure it out, and he manages to get to France. Yeah. No, no,
1: no, no, no. He gets to London because – Yeah, London, he gets to London. He, that's right. That, the reason, so
3: yeah, he skips for He goes directly to London.
1: Yeah, well, how he ends up in London is this, right, is because while while all this is going on, right, between – in the interim between France and London and Britain? Yes. Okay, is Sadusky is finding out about Wilkerson completely at this point, right, and dad heads home and gets knocked out by Wilkerson's men and his phone gets cloned. Okay, Cloning – cell phone cloning doesn't work like that, but I'm not going to explain how cell phone cloning really works because I'll just let it be part of the movie because just trust me, don't work that way. (laughs) You'll have to believe me on that. Um, But – so what happens is is because they get to England and they're plotting, okay, and then he goes to call – either – he calls his father – I mean his father calls him about the – Invasion. The fact that they got the, inv- the home invasion, right? Yep. And he, and that's how they track him to London. So that's how his men end up in London.
0: That's right. Thank you for that. The uh, brief, brief summary of the adventures of Patrick Gates. <laughs> yes. Dun
1: dun dun. Continue.
0: <laughs> so Patrick has called Abigail in the meantime, which is which is kind of where we were going with this, right? And so when Ben and friends show up. In Buckingham Palace, they end up running into Abigail because Ben Ben runs into Abigail, but th- this is helpful because Riley is in the bathroom doing his hacking thing, which sounds worse than it is. He's actually in the bathroom with a computer hacking into the network.
1: Yes. he's What he kind of did was he had the parts of the computer hidden inside of like what looked like ordinary touristy devices – And then he kind of strings them all together into being in his actual computer where he takes over the whole security system. Correct. In Buckingham Palace from the bathroom stall.
0: Also correct. Yes. (laughs) So he runs into – Ben runs into Abigail, and he needs a diversion. So the diversion that he makes is a giant argument with Abigail. So I guess you could say their conflict carries forward a little bit, but the giant argument between the two of them is like Nicolas Cage overacting at its best. (laughs) Because that's his thing, right? That's his shtick. That's what he does is overact. And he doesn't get much of a chance to do it until
1: this point. And when he goes for it, man, he goes for it. He really does. And because it's part of the story, so he can, he can make fun of himself, essentially. Yes, exactly. He can get away with it. And so,
0: they get arrested by the cops at Buckingham Palace, which is part of Ben's plan. Set back into the little bowels of the palace, Riley, of course, unlocks them and lets them loose. They have this argument all the way up to the Resolute desk, where they figure out that the drawers of the desk are actually a combination lock to unlock something from the desk. So they do – they figure this out, unlock the desk, and they find this plank that has some sort of Native American old writing on it. So it's yeah. not actual
1: words. It's just symbols. Right, and the, the code that they use is the year from the Statue of Liberty quote.
0: Yes, which is 1876. Correct. Right? Yep. So they do that and they manage to escape and at that point they see Wilkinson as soon as they are leaving Buckingham Palace because once they're dis it's discovered that they have uh managed to escape, you know, everybody wants to find out what's going on and, and uh should they shut down Buckingham Palace and all this all this fun stuff happens. So they manage to shut down Buckingham Palace, and Ben and Abigail escape, and they run into Wilkinson. And then we get one of the patented National Treasure
1: car chase scenes.
2: <laughs> I love this scene.
1: Yeah, well, patented, you know, any movie that has a car. Well, actually, very James Bondy, I think, for a car chase. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Oh,
0: but, I mean, if you remember the first one where they had the scene after the Declaration of Independence was stolen and the giant car chase. Oh, like, right. This is
1: that. That's right, where she's hanging out of the yeah. fake police car thing.
0: Yeah, so this is that. Oh, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, it is. It's true. <laughs> so it's again them going, hey, what did we do in that first one? Let
1: me see. <laughs> oh, it's, it's 47 minutes into the movie. They should have a car chase. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, yes.
0: <laughs> that, that's pretty much what it was. But that's okay. I mean, that's, you know, you can do that.
1: I I do like the trick that he does to get away with it essentially in this in this particular scene, which is where he where he runs a red light to get a traffic camera to take a picture of him, and he holds up the plank so that yes. they have a picture of the plank. Now I'm not sure how good traffic cameras were back then, but still, it's a cle- it's clever that somebody thought to write it in. I thought, and uh, then he gets Wilkerson to jump in the water after while well, Wilkerson's meant to jump in the water after it, and they stop, and that's how they get away because they throw he throws the uh, plank into the water
0: yes, but he's able to take the picture and that way be able to uh use everything to
1: decipher this this key like I,
3: luckily he's able to do it
1: yeah well, I, true <laughs> it point. is funny because because Riley kind of. D- Riley, who had been overhearing their entire argument that was fake, but yet still a real argument, embedded inside of it in Buckingham Palace, he kind of digs into them both at the same time by saying, "I just don't like that you assume that I could hack into the system for it, which was exactly what their argument was." Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> very, very true. Yes. But uh, so, so they managed to—they have the picture, and Wilkinson has the the plank. And so the next step is they've got to figure out how to get the, the hieroglyphics on the plank translated. Right. And Great. there's only one person they can think of who can do this.
1: Well, before that, they bring him to Dad, right?
0: Yes, they take it to, their, to Patrick, and right. he's the one who determines there's only one person who could probably make this work.
1: That's right. And they argue about it, and it's Mom.
0: Of course it is.
1: Yes. <laughs> Played by the inimitable Helen Mirren, of course. Yes, as we mentioned. Now, oh, it's – what we didn't mention so far is that they do point out that he thinks one of the symbols means Cibola, right, which we mentioned already. Yes. But, and they talk about this later, but Cibola is one of the fabled seven cities of gold, right, that the Spaniards were constantly looking for. Right. And so uh, that's I, – I, I think they discuss that it's Esteban who is – Yes. Uh, was the, the explorer who was looking for it. And uh so th- and and when I when they say the Spanish spent a lot of effort looking for these cities of gold, it was about all the Spanish did and why they don't own uh the United States portion of uh <laughs> North America. <laughs> 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 Which seems like a big a bit of a waste. Yeah, but you know, well they, they made their choices. <laughs> they made their bed, now they gotta lie in it, right? Yep. That's right.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I would kind of like to go see some Cities of Gold myself, but that's a whole other story. Indeed. Because I like that when they finally find the City of Gold – I know, spoilers – in this this movie, it's kind of cool looking. It is.
2: It is. Yeah.
0: So – they have to go to mom, Helen Mirren, which, of course, we have this, this immediate parallel of she and Patrick arguing with each other in the same way that Ben and Abigail have been, which I thought was a nice touch. If you're going to introduce the whole family, which many critics uh, and audience members found somewhat annoying in this, uh, I thought this was actually a pretty good way to do it.
1: Yeah. It, it wasn't believable to me that they hadn't seen each other in 30 years but other than that, I thought it was a cute, you know, relational argument kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's it, and John Boyd and Helen Mirren together had a nice a nice chemistry. I won't say that it was you know the best I've ever seen, but it was good enough that for the parts for the size of the roles they were playing, that it made a good sense to me. Does that make sense? I can, see, sense?
1: That. I can yeah. see
0: that. It wasn't, you know. It wasn't, you know, Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley in, in pirates films or something like that. But it was, it was good enough for for the purpose it needed to be.
1: Yeah.
0: So they determined that the other half of the plank is in the White House, and they need that to uh, to be able to decipher the entire meaning of it. Right.
1: So now something happens here that I'm going to jump ahead to the toward the end of the movie a little bit. When Wilkerson is leading them at the end of the movie and he's withholding the quote-unquote clues that he has on hand, the second clue that he gives them is actually what she reads off the plank to them at this point in the movie.
0: Yeah, I noticed that too. The, the, clue, the clue unfolding in this movie is a little cleaner than it is in the first one, but it's also not, not as consistent I would say. You know what I mean like the the clues aren't quite the same sort of thing.
1: Yeah, it's just like there are pieces and some of the clues are given multiple times in these things. It's very odd.
0: Yeah, the, the it's not as consistent as the first one, although I think it's uh, it's a little cleaner cuz the first one got a
1: little out of hand with how many clues they were doing, you know what I mean? Right. Well, there's that one scene where they're in Philadelphia in the first movie where you get, like, 18 clues in the span of 20 minutes. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and so that's – yeah, It it, it, get, it, it is – there are fewer clues. It's just like – this was blatant to me because it's, it's literally verbatim what he says later on is what she says to them right now. And how they didn't remember it and how they needed him to do it, I don't really understand completely. I got kind of confused there, but that's the only one that stood out to me is – Clearly just messed up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that and I was wondering about it. And plus at the end, like his clues just kinda come out of nowhere to a degree. You know what I mean?
1: Well, one of them was supposedly on the letter, and I could have believed that, right? Yes. Okay, I didn't have a problem with that because it it just seemed to me like one of them could have definitely been on the letter. But this one he is find the noble bird, let him take you by the hand and give you passage to the sacred temple, right? And that's when they have the whole argument as to that she says it means sacred temple. He goes, no, it means civil, and they, they just walk out on mom at this point.
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I got nothing. Yep. Yeah. So the, the bottom line is they have to break into the White House and open the Resolute Desk in the White House to get the other half of the plank.
1: It just – it, it's clever to me that that they – all right, so the first movie, is, as we already mentioned, was Stealing the Declaration of Independence, right? Yes. Okay. It, in this movie, right, which is titled Book of Secrets, we're now like an hour and f- ten minutes into the movie at this point, right? Something yes. like that. Okay. There is no Book of Secrets at this point in time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's not until like after –
0: this, that they actually are able to break in and get the Book of Secrets. Right. So
1: it's like it, – it's very weird in that respect.
3: Can I give a warning?
1: Warning. Warning. Children
3: do not kidnap the president. This do is not, not a good Do not break into the thing. Oval
1: Office. Do not break into the Queen's Office in Buckingham Palace. These
3: are not good ideas. Don't do it.
1: <laughs>
0: this is very true. All you youngsters out there um, breaking into heads of states – offices is generally frowned upon by the authorities. I think that covers our legal obligation, right? Yes. Okay.
1: Nor are we suggesting it and it is grounds for treason. You may continue. <laughs> All right. Good. To,
0: now that we have that out of the way. <laughs> Uh, So they have to break into the White House. They try to get into the desk by by using uh, Phil Dunphy's credentials to do so. And so the way that they do that is by having Abigail basically bat her eyelashes at him and seduce him into the Oval Office, into taking them in the Oval Office. And she distracts Phil Dunphy by kissing him basically, pretending she loses an earring and then by kissing him while Ben breaks into the desk. Unfortunately, the plank is not in the desk. All that's there is a symbol, which looks like the presidential seal, but the eagle is holding a scroll instead of the, the spears that it normally holds. Yes. And so when they get out, they're looking at this symbol, and, if, and it's Riley who figures out that it is
1: talking about – No, it's Riley who knew. That's what i none saying. of
3: them read his book.
1: That's right. He, this, he gets – this is Riley's moment in the sun. Yeah, such as it is. Such as it is, because they kind of walk all over him anyway. Even though it is his moment in the sun.
0: Yeah, they kind of do. <laughs> well,
1: hmm. he's kind of a nebbish. Nebbish. Yes. Nebbish. Hmm. A little, little wimpy and a little nerdy at once. Nebbish. Oh, nebbish. Yeah.
2: I never heard of that.
0: Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily. I don't know. Is is he nebbish? Would we call him nebbish? I, I don't, guess he the is. words of Hugh Grant. I would. Would you? Okay. Yeah.
2: All right,
0: fair enough. So, he's the one who who knows as Cheryl said that this is talking about the Book of Secrets, the supposed book that all presidents have given have passed down from president to president that talks about all the different things that we all know happened such as the missing minutes of the Watergate tapes, Area 51, uh, the Apollo space program, the assassination of JFK. So the only the president knows where this book is.
1: Dun, dun, dun. Sorry.
0: So did you know that there is actually a president's book?
1: Did you there know that? Is? There no. is.
0: <laughs> yes, there is a president's book.
1: It probably um, it doesn't is, contain any of this information, though. It
0: does not, no. <laughs> what it contains is the nuclear codes.
1: Oh, yeah, well,
0: All right. But it is referred to as the president's book, and it, is okay. passed, and it is literally passed directly from president to president. But this is the president's secret book.
1: Right. There's a difference. That's different. Yes. <laughs> so there's two books. No. This, this is what I'm saying. All right. Maybe. We don't know. Nobody Not knows.
3: You have to become president to know.
1: To, to be honest, considering how well-kept White House secrets are, probably there's no secret book. This is, yeah, I would agree. <laughs> I would agree with that wholeheartedly. The
0: conspiracy
3: theorist to me says there was a secret book.
1: Yeah, that, uh, I think
0: there's there's at least secret something. Right? Secret
1: the best sample. kept secrets are the ones you don't write down. Just saying. The, the only way
0: that they can figure out what was on the plank is to... According to Ben, because he never takes the most direct route to things, have you ever noticed that? Yeah. he kidnapped the president and convinced the president to let him look at the book.
1: Well, he verifies with Sadusky and Sadusky says yes, there's a book.
0: Fair enough.
3: And yeah. Sadusky tells him the only way you're seeing the book is but, if you're becoming if you're if you're if elected you're president. president.
0: Yes. Yeah. which is odd.
3: So Sadusky does give him the idea.
1: I So here's well, no, the thing, Sadusky tells him to run for president. Let's be well, fair. sort of, right? So let's keep in mind that Sadusky knows what Gates is capable of, right? And he's got this whole thing where he was a knight's templar, remember in the original one, right?
3: He was a Mason or something. A Mason.
1: Well, he's a Mason, and they said that, and they essentially the whole original movie is that the Masons and the Knights Templar are the same group, right? That's essentially part of the first movie, okay? So he himself is a protector of treasure, right? That's part of this. That's part of the whole Sadusky he's a thing. Treasure protector. Treasure protector. Is just there like a difference? Every- All right, just like Ben. But the point is, I think I think in some ways he knows that because. Ben is capable of this. He's kind of sort of pushing Ben towards doing whatever it is he needs to do.
3: I, I think you're right. In, in I think manner. you're a little bit wrong, though, because considering what he does then after the next step, we'll talk. Alright, so Ben has to kidnap the president. He They managed to
0: maneuver it so that the president's birthday celebration is at Mount Vernon.
1: Which is a state, just so yes. he understands what Mount Vernon is.
0: Correct. Uh, And they basically do this by booking every other available party venue in the city of Washington, D.C., which I think is very impressive.
1: Yeah, I was trying to figure out – Charles was like, well, how do they know all the places the president goes? And I'm like, Charles, I think they just booked everything else. (laughs) Yes. So
0: they managed to do that, and when when Ben gets there, he sneaks into the party – uh, by his father dropping him off in a boat, and he gets up in his tuxedo and manages to meet the president. And somehow, this is this is another plot hole for me. Is somehow Ben has a map of Mount Vernon that shows a secret tunnel that has not been discovered in many many years.
1: It's not a plot. It's not a plot hole. It's it's actually a connection to the first movie. I figured this out.
0: Okay. Okay. So you have my attention.
1: He has, he has a map, right? And the president instantly is like sucked in, right? Because it's an architecture map and it's hand-drawn by George Washington, right? But what he mentions is that it belonged to a slave who worked for George Washington at Mount Vernon named Charlotte, right? Okay. What was the name of the ship that Ben was looking for in the beginning of the first movie?
0: The The Charlotte?
1: Right. So what this probably was is – remember that conversation him and his father have in the first movie about how when they were looking for the original treasure that they hit a lot of dead ends, that things like seemed like they were related to the plot but probably weren't? But at one point in time, Ben probably had the name but went down this road and found this map that belonged to this person named Charlotte, and that's probably – so he already had the map. He already knew about the tunnel because he probably thought he would find a clue in there and had already been through it. Okay. Right, so this is actually just a connection to the first movie, but very tenuous. But it, I, I'm pretty sure it's intentional.
2: I think it should have been called Charlotte's Web of Secrets.
3: Uh,
1: oh, I think that would have been cooler. Yes, yes. I agree. Yeah. Because still, at this point, the book is still not in the movie.
2: Right. No. <laughs> so, see, so it would have made more sense to call it Charlotte's
0: Web of Secrets. Correct.
1: Riley's book has got more screen time than the Book of Secrets. That's <laughs> right. Okay. It really has. <laughs> so, so anyway,
0: at Mount Vernon, he convinces the president, who is a history slash architecture guy, to go through this tunnel underneath Mount Vernon and leave the Secret Service outside the door, lock the door behind him, and only, and only Ben knows the way out of this tunnel. And he manages to take the president on the walk around through the tunnel and all this sort of thing to the to the end and on the way convince him to let him look at the Book of Secrets, which is a very long, long sequence for what didn't need to be that long in my opinion.
1: Yeah, well, there's a lot of the Secret Service breaking in while they're talking, but during this whole time is Ben is convincing him of the story… Yes. Right. So there is a lot of retelling of everything that's already happened. I love, I love he goes, uh, and, and the plank was in your desk. He's like, You're in my office? Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he, he does, he does do that.
1: Yeah. But he does bring him around.
0: He, he does, he does, he does bring him around. Uh, and the president basically tells him where the book is. Mm hmm. And tells him it's in the Library of Congress, gives him two numbers to go on as to the location of the book. And so they immediately, as soon as Ben gets out, has to run to the Library of Congress because – as wait, mentioned, There's
1: one more thing they do.
0: Uh-oh. What, are they, I, what did I forget? Him,
1: he doesn't just give him two numbers. He tells them to do something else. Oh, yes. To look on page 47.
0: Page 47. Which is in no way, shape, or form important to the rest of this movie.
1: Yes. But is germane to any sequel that may someday exist. Yes. It is
0: important in the way that it may never be referenced again.
1: Indeed. Or it may. <laughs> or it might. We well, don't te- know. Technically, it's a greenlit movie, but it has no production budget, and it hasn't yet entered into pre-production.
0: So there you go. That is correct. Jerry Bruckheimer has been busy with Lone Ranger and Pirates
1: 5. Indeed.
0: So – Zadusky, as previously mentioned, is now on the trail of Ben, although he's kind of – he's immediately trying to find Ben, but he's not trying very hard, but I guess the way I would put it. But he gets
3: really fast. Like, I'm with Riley. I have to I, say I'm with Riley in this scene.
1: I don't know. They had the whole time to walk into – to go to the library, walk into the library, okay? So they've driven from Mount Vernon, okay, which is somewhere in Virginia. Back into the main part – into D.C. where the Library of Congress is, and they've entered into the Library of Congress, found their way sneakily up to this top area, figured out where the book was, opened up the book, and read what they needed to read in the book, and then the cops show up. That's a lot of time. They got to do everything they wanted to do.
0: It's true. They did. They absolutely did. I'll
1: table my
3: objection.
0: (laughs) All right. But yes, they go to the Library of Congress. They use the 8,000 different numbers and combinations that the president gave them uh, to discover the Book of Secrets, which I'm with Riley. They're sitting there with the answers to everything anyone has ever wondered about American history, and they manage to – they have to ignore it so that they can – uh, find what they need to find to clear Thomas Gates.
1: He had a camera with him and at this point in time he didn't take pictures of things.
0: This is what I'm saying too. Yeah. Like, what's what's going I mean, they're using the cell phone camera and he's not I, I guess because he's asking, you know, the president did him a favor and all that kind of stuff. I'm guessing that's why. But but I just can't believe that somebody like Ben and Riley are gonna let that go. But that's just that's a whole other thing.
1: Right. Well there is uh, a there is a bit in the book too where he's reading about um the plank the other plank and what it and get they get the picture of the other plank. Yes. But the um they read about how they intercepted a missive from um the from the Queen Victoria to Gen- Confederate General Pike. Okay. Yes. And uh it's about a new world treasure and um the whole they have this whole conversation and the interesting thing is that then you see that there's a piece from President Coolidge about how when he get when he finds the picture of the missing plank in the book, right? He ends up saying, Oh, and he goes, you know what? And he commissions the guy <laughs> the cover up, up. <laughs> the, the cover up to make Mount Rushmore be a cover up. I thought that was very, very clever.
3: I like
0: I, that. Did, I, like that I did, did too. I thought it was up. clever. I do think, however, it was a little long winded. Of an explanation. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, so there was a Queen Victoria to a Confederate general to the secret city of gold to Mount Rushmore. Like, that was, like, more complicated than the six steps of Kevin Bacon. It's true. (laughs) Yep. Sorry.
1: (laughs) <laughs> it's at this point in the movie that they also have the conversation about why was Queen Victoria trying to help the Confederate Army, but they make the point that she really wasn't trying to help the Confederate Army. It was because back then Britain's entire economy was based on their textile industry, which required cotton, which was the entire existence of, of which all came from the South. so when the South and North were in the in the Civil war right they they had access to their cotton because the South needed money. When the South went away, they weren't getting their cotton anymore. So they had interest in having the battle go back so they could get their cotton again. Correct. It was uh, it
0: was very uh, very strange.
1: <laughs> well, actually, historically, that's legit. That's legitimate stuff. No, I, I agreed. Yeah. Like
0: all the all the stuff that they did was very true. It's just one of those things that like it sounds so weird, even though it's true.
1: I'm not sure. Yes. Well, I'm not really sure. Mount Rushmore is a cover-up. I oh, I I, I,
3: think, I, absolutely I think, think so. We'll, I think we'll there, have to investigate that fact. There's
1: no bodies of water near Mount Rushmore. I think we
3: need a Disney film project.
1: Mount Rushmore trip. Like, like I said, the important thing is oh, no can bodies. Can
3: we do of that? F- Sorry.
1: Can we do that? I've been there. <laughs> yeah. I've been there a while.
2: Never been
1: there. I'd like to go back.
2: Yeah. If you like to
3: donate to the fund for a Disney film project. <laughs> Mount Rushmore trip cover-up. <laughs>
1: I will, I will let you know in advance, it's smaller than you probably think it is. But other than that, it's, it's pretty cool. I, ha- I have been there. Yeah.
0: And yes, I agree with you. It is smaller than you, than you think it is. But, of course, this is their cue to go to Mount Rushmore. Dun, dun, dun! I just like doing that. Fair enough. Uh, and that is the climax of the film takes place uh, at or under Mount Rushmore. Because when, as soon as they arrive, Mitch takes a hostage... Takes Ben's mom hostage, and they work out a deal that he will go along with Ben and the family and Riley and Abigail, uh, but he will get credit for the discovery as long as you know Ben finds the treasure for him. I'm not really sure what that – like he gives up the hostage very easily. It, it was an awkward way to get them all in the same room, again, the exact same way as the end of the first movie.
1: Well, he says as soon as they're by themselves that that was what, what he really wanted was for Ben to find the treasure for him. Yes. He, he does make that, that point. So he got what he wanted.
0: He did. He did. Again, it's the same thing as the other movie,
2: <laughs>
0: which is not a bad thing. It works. It's a good formula, but it's the same thing. It is. No argument. So. So they go and they find the uh, the rocks that they're supposed to be looking for, and one of the clues that he gives them is that you know that it must be a I can't remember the exact phrasing, the, but the a sunny entrance, day with rain.
1: The, the entrance shall only be revealed under a cloudless rain. Yes. I, somehow Ben instantly goes, "Oh, sunny day, but we need some water." I don't. Right. I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand that one either.
0: Like how he figured that one out, but he's Ben, so that's what he does. And they start pouring water on all the rocks, um, which I'm with. I'm with his mother at this point, who's like, "What are we supposed to just cover everything in water?" You know what I mean? Like I'm, I, I'm confused about that.
1: Yes. I, uh, so he, regardless, he, it works. It, it does. Here's a funny thing, right? So Abigail finds this eagle carved into the rock, right? Which very obviously has a hole in the rock in the center of it. And they need a clue to figure out to stick their hand inside? Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, this is the scene that if you remember the trailer for the movie, that this was the, always the scene that you saw in the trailer is him sticking his hand in the rock.
0: Oh, I did. I, I didn't remember that because I, I had no interest in this when it first came out.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It was every single trailer was him was him sticking his hand in the rock and screaming, and that was all they would show of it. You had no <laughs> idea what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because he sticks his hand in the rock and fakes that his hand got chopped off. And right, then he, right. Then he then he hits a latch which opens up the doorway into the side of a mountain thing. Gotcha. Yep,
0: and so he, they go into this cavern and start looking into all the different places that they need to go, which uh, they, they think leads to the City of Gold. Mm-hmm. And as they are exploring, they come upon a few different things. The first, the first major kind of trap or, uh, is, a, is a door that closes behind them and seals off John Voight and Helen Mirren's characters uh, from the rest of the group while Ben and Riley and Abigail and Mitch land on this giant tablet that's basically on a stick. It's a big stick, but that's what it is. It's a (laughs) very big stick. But it it kind of teeters from side to side, so they have to figure out how to balance themselves. Uh, There's a ladder on the other side, and so they have to work out, you know, one person goes while another person moves to get to the ladder to make sure nobody falls into the abyss below. Of course, towards the very end, Ben is the last one, and he nearly falls into the abyss. It was all very heart-wrenching and scary, as you can tell. Uh, and, but they managed to get up <laughs> through that and into the city of gold. It, it, for me, at this point, like you were saying earlier, Todd, it's a long movie. And like, at this point, I'm like, just get to the city and get to the drama between the people. Like, I don't care about the traps anymore.
1: Remember when you were talking about how they, how they several times throughout this conversation, how they copy the first movie? Yes, as as soon as they enter the room, the first thing he does is stick his hand, and go, "Oh, it's oil," and light it. It's the exact same thing as in the other movie, literally. Yes, and I, uh, I don't know, but anyway, yeah, it's the it, it is
0: definitely the exact same thing. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> so. They manage to get finally to the City of Gold, and uh, there's all this water flowing down into the bottom. And Ben manages to figure out how to close the, the doors for the water, uh, and they see that you know, the fact that the, the water has not filled up lets them know that there is a place beneath them that's draining the water, and that's how he knows.
1: You know what the water's coming in on? Aqueducts. And sluices. Ah! Indeed. <laughs>
0: But are they wonky sluices?
1: I hard, to, hard to say. We it is. To, we need to have ridden them.
0: We, there, we, well, don't, we don't get enough time with the sluices, I think.
1: No. We
2: need to create more time to, to try these things.
1: Yes. It's true. It's true. Yeah. There needs we need, a, we need a scene sluices. recreation. Can we have a fund for that, too? I think should. Well, I, if we're
0: going to Mount Rushmore, I'm assuming we will find it right underneath
1: there. Oh, yes. Just remember to bring the lots of water bottles. Yes, true enough. Because we have to sprinkle them on rocks? Yes, very true. So
0: they manage to do this. Unfortunately, as they are exploring the city of gold, the the water breaks the the barriers break because they're old. I'm assuming there, there's really no other reason given. Uh, no, none. And so the the chamber starts filling up with water again, meaning they are going to drown. So they find that the drain is underneath the kind of the main little temple in the middle of Sibila. Uh, They go in there, and there's a sort of a gate mechanism, uh, which is the drainage door. But it has to be held open in order to let people go out the sluice. So it's basically going to take Ben and Mitch to hold it open is where we come to. And so Mitch says, you know, somebody's going to have to stay and hold this open. You know, they can get it open, and then one person can hold it open, and everybody else can leave. Uh, Mitch forces Ben to be the one basically uh, who holds it open and starts sending everybody out the door once they get it open. Unfortunately, for Mitch, not for the rest of us, uh, the water kind of knocks Ben over and he gets knocked out the door uh, and Mitch is the one who has to hold the door open and he apologizes to Ben and you know says, "Look, I had to do what I had to do, but please make sure that my name be part of this discovery and then Ben gets swept out the door. Uh, and through the sluice out into the wilds of of South Dakota uh, is it South Dakota no north Dakota
3: actually it's a tunnel
0: yes, but the, they're in South Dakota, right or north Dakota
1: I think it's South Dakota
0: is it south Dakota
1: yeah. they're yeah. in a Dakota indeed <laughs> <laughs>
0: and they get captured by Sadusky, taken to see the president you no, know, he calls
3: Sadusky. No, that's true. He 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 did not get captured. He he went of his own fortune. <laughs> well, to be fair, he is
0: captured because he is handcuffed when he's taken to see the president. He turns himself in. Guarded, yes. Turns himself in, that's right. Uh the president then says, No, oh, no, he didn't kidnap me. He uh you know, he he helped me, he rescued me when the tunnel closed accidentally. They announced that, that C-Blue was discovered and, of course, the president hits Ben up about page 47, which we don't ever get to find out what that's all about. No.
1: I like how he shows him tomorrow's headlines.
0: Yes, that that disturbed me in a way that, that I can't really put into words.
3: <laughs> yeah. To early be fair. Edi- early edition. That's all I have to tell you.
1: Yeah, the remember the TV show Early Edition? Charlie, I do you remember? I sure yeah. love that show. That was a great show.
0: Sally loved that show as well. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh no, well to be fair, the government probably has can decide some things like what you should put on the front page in certain cases. That the, what you just said terrifies me. It it does, but it's probably truth. It, I don't want to know if it is. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm just a realist with stuff like that. I guess That's
0: true. Uh, so Riley, the president, gives his Ferrari back to him. Ben and Abigail are back together, as are Patrick and Emily. Uh, so they are all, you know, happy as clams. And, and Riley
3: meets a new girl.
1: That's right. Riley meets gets a yes. friend. Yes, he does. Finally, yes. Yeah. And poor but Mitch drowns. Poor Mitch drowns, but gets credit. He, but gets credit with the rest of them for finding Cibola. So, yeah,
2: thanks to Ben.
1: Yeah, because Ben's such a goody two-shoe. Oh,
2: of course.
1: No, I say that, but in this movie, he broke into two federal landmarks in different countries, broke yeah. several laws, and kidnapped the president. He did. I think
0: Abigail would be better off with Phil Dunphy. I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Also, Although
2: she is a little bit slow at times, so she does need someone shifty
1: at the people in She's She's not such a goody-two-shoes herself either. So. She's really not. She's no, really really not, not at all. Hey, you want to know a cool fact? I have one cool fact to add to everything else that we covered. Please do. At Mount Vernon, right, there is actually a tour that they now call the National Treasure Tour that takes you through the tunnel. That There is actually a secret tunnel, and you get to go through it and everything like that. Oh my gosh. That
3: is cool.
1: Yes. Seriously, I went to Mount Vernon. I didn't get to do that. It, yeah. It, apparently, it was it was there for a while and it went away. But apparently, this year it's coming back from March through November. So oh. it's, an addi- and it's an additional cost on top of the cost of getting to get into Mount Vernon. So.
2: I to do that.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm going to have to do that now. I thought you might. That's why I mentioned it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's definitely going to have to happen.
1: I don't know how good or bad it is, but you know, it's, it's. I read it while I was doing looking up stuff. I'll have their official website in the show notes for people to watch the episode, listen to the episode.
0: And I appreciate that.
1: No problem. All right,
0: um, Cheryl. You said there was a Star Wars reference.
3: Oh, I did. One of the one the one of the British guards was a voice in the one of the video games.
2: Oh, cool! Uh, there you
0: go.
3: All right.
2: Was easy. Mm-hmm.
0: Perfect. All right. So, uh, National Treasure Book of Secrets, shall we uh, rate this one? Dun, dun,
2: dun. Sorry. Or <laughs> do you music?
0: All right. So, uh, Miss Brianna.
2: All right. So, as we've said a few times now, this was a lot better than the first one. Um, the motivation was clear. Um, I think even the acting was a little bit better in this one. Um, a lot of Helen which is always a good thing. It was just more solid, I think, than the first one in all aspects. And it's, I think it's tons more fun, to be honest. I am going to give this one a... <sighs> I'm going to give this one a 3.75. Perfect. Mm. Cheryl, what,
0: what did you think of this one?
3: I love this movie. This is like one of my favorites. This is one of the ones I just pop in and to DVD and just watch over and over again, or you can catch it and just you know, start watching, and then you start realizing, oh hey, wait, I have the DVD. Let me continue without commercials. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I like I give this a five. This is my this is one of my fives. I I love this movie. All right,
1: there you go, Todd. Um. Like like I've, like we said, they're rating This is or several times throughout that this is just better than the first one is. I I can't even remember what I gave the first one as a rating. I am probably actually in, ending up I'm rating it under what I did, but <laughs> I, actually, I actually honestly think it's better. But for for me, it's um I I want to go. I like breeze three point seven five. I'm sticking with three point seven five also. Cool.
3: Tug gets to live.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I get to live I like this movie.
0: Yeah, I think I think I probably won't get to live cuz I will give it a 3.
3: If so you get though to live, I...
0: anything with over for you is fine. Okay, all right. Cuz I I like it I like it more than the first one. I just don't like the, the character of Ben Gates, so that's what it's hard it, it was harder for me to get into. It's definitely better though I mean it's it's a good movie. Um, I think people like like we said about the first one uh, you know turn your brain off, enjoy the adventure, you know have fun following the clues, that sort of thing. the clues are way easier to follow in this one than they were in the first one uh, and just you know have fun with it and you'll enjoy it uh, but I, I, I kind of wanted a little bit more with uh with ben and abigail and some of the things we talked about of the you know the motivation and the conflicts and that sort of thing i mean we didn't talk much about it but the conflict between he and wilkinson is fairly non-existent i think that was the right choice but as a whole it means that the conflict in the movie that kind of ticking clock that was in the first one is not there as much until they get to the book of secrets so that's why i had to i'd give it a three but i can dance to it so that's okay all right. All right. So that is our look at National Treasure: Book of Secrets. You can go and you can rent this film on Amazon, and of course, it's out on DVD or Blu-ray. You can probably go find it there as well. So make sure you uh, check it out, and, and look, as you listen to the show, or either before or after, if you've already listened to the show, you know, sorry, you can still go check it out. It's a good movie. Uh, so go and look at National Treasure: Book of Secrets, and. Uh, meanwhile, you can let us know what you think of our review. Uh, you can go to disneyfilmproject.com and the show notes there. You'll be able to find uh, a way to comment and you can let us know what you think. You can also find us on Twitter. You can find us at Disfilmproject and you can let us know what you think of the show. And finally, you can go over to Facebook and leave us a message there on our Facebook page at uh, facebook.com and find Disney Film Project there. All right, so until next week, folks, we will see you later.
2: Run along now, you impossible child. Run along.
3: Oh, look, my tax dollars at work coming to arrest me.
1: The last time I checked, we make our living off crazy. Yes, but it's not something I can tell you. It's something I have to show you in my book.